Thank you, Spirit of God, that you're, you're here, Lord. Thank you that you're present, Lord. Thank you that you are moving in our midst already, Lord. Thank you that you are speaking to us, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that you'll continue to speak to us as we look at your word, Lord. Open our spiritual eyes, Lord Jesus, to know you more, Lord. Change us, Father God. Change us to be more like Jesus, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. That was a wonderful time of worship, wasn't it? Thank you so much, Sammy, for releasing that word. It's such a powerful word and it's such a timely word. God is a jealous God. He is so jealous for you and he is so jealous for me. I don't know if you remember last time I shared, it was on uh, the theme of walls. Who remembers? Yes. Yeah, we all remember. That's good, you're paying attention. <laughs> of walls, internal walls, internal walls that we have, things that obstruct us, things that hinder us, things that hold us back, addiction, um, greed, gossip, trauma, all these things that hold us back inside. And that word that you released Sammy today was so apt. He still wants to work inside of us. He still wants to smash those walls inside of us. He is not done. He is not done. This is a time, this is a season by the Spirit of God that he is still moving. He is still highlighting things in our lives that only him can set us free from. Amen? Why does he want us free? He wants us free Yes, to live a life that's amazing to him, but also to, to live a life that's for him. Amen? It's not all about us, is it? It's for him, it's for his glory. And we have been placed on this earth to be that, those ambassadors for him. It's a lost world out there. People are dying. People are in fear. There's wars, there's tribulation. My goodness, the need is great. And yet again today, by the Spirit of God, he's saying, wake up. Wake up. And he's speaking that to us as individuals, but yet he's speaking to us also as a church, as the body of Christ. Wake up. We have been sleeping. We have been sleeping. But praise God when we repent, when we say, oh God, forgive me. Forgive me that I've not walked in the fullness of what you've called me to be. I'm so sorry. When we repent, when we bow our knee, he is so gracious. And he said, come on. Come on. He stretches his hand forward and he lifts us up. He says, come on. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Let's do this journey together. You and me, let's do this journey together and he calls us by our name i think that's the most wonderful thing about jesus is he calls you by his by your name so we know that we are in a time where god is really shining a light on our internal world exposing things that hinder us from everything he has for us and has commissioned us to do on this earth for many of us, he is repositioning, many of us, 
leading us into new seasons, new things. Yeah, who can testify to that? Who, who feels that they've been shifting into like a new, new season? That you're being kind of repositioned, whether that's internally or externally, yeah? Many of you here, new jobs. Some, some are being called out of their old jobs into new jobs in this place. Yes. Yeah? House moves, new callings and new assignments. God has given the church authority on this earth. And there's been a call for the church to take its rightful place in this world. Governmental and political systems are failing. You only need to switch on the news to realize, my goodness, what a mess. They are failing drastically because the foundations were never built on Christ alone. Yeah. And the spirit of God in this time and this hour, it, it is shaking. It is shaking everything that needs to be shaken because it was built on the wrong foundation. Yes, it's painful. It's painful to see wars. It's painful to see death. It's painful, it causes pain. The Holy Spirit is moving. Political systems are failing. And do you know what? People out there now are beginning to search for something that's credible. That's the real deal. They're fed up with politicians lying to them left, right and centre. They're looking for something credible. And that can only be found in the person of Jesus Christ. That can only be found in the Word of God. The Word of God says... That it is truth. Jesus, he is the truth. He is the way. There's no other truth out there. No other truth. All the thousands of other religions out there, all of it is false. And people are looking and people are searching for something credible. Something credible to believe in. Something that's truth. How many of us know that we are called to be the head and not the tail, amen? Yes. The world now is starting to look for the true, authentic church. They're moving their gaze from the government and the political system and they're shifting. They don't know where to look. And when, when the, the, the hassle and the trouble come, they look, they're going to start looking towards the church. We are the real deal. If we can turn to Isaiah chapter 62 verse 2. Here, Isaiah, he, he is the prophet. And I'll just give you a, a little bit of a backdrop to this verse. Here, although the Lord has forsaken and abandoned Israel because of his sin, okay? God uses the prophet Isaiah to prophesy into their current situation, okay? So here is Isaiah prophesying to Israel. Isaiah prophesies that God will restore this nation and restore a faithful remnant. The people will throw off the disparaging names by which they've been called and receive a new name. God is giving his people, through the prophet Isaiah, a prophetic promise 
of restoration. And it reads, And the nations shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of Jehovah shall name. Amazing. He is speaking life into Israel. He is speaking hope and restoration into Israel. He is restoring them. This is a prophetic promise through the prophet Isaiah that he will restore Israel. And not only is he restoring Israel, but he is repositioning God's people. And it goes on as you read through this, it goes on, he calls them his delight. You will be called my delight. He's also saying when the Gentiles, the other nations are going to look at Israel, they're going to see something very different now. The nations will see your righteousness. And as the world looks at us as a church, the world will see our righteousness. What is it to be righteous? It's to be on a right standing before God. It means to receive the fullness of God. To live a righteous life. And he is calling us to live a life that's righteous. You see, the wonderful thing about God's word is that was spoken many, many hundreds of years ago. But my goodness, that verse is so relevant for us today. The world is looking at us and the world will see our righteousness. Have you noticed that some people are not saved? They really look at your life. When you say you're a Christian, they really look at your life. They watch you. They watch how you deal with certain situations how you live your life and how you walk with God. They, the world expects us to be different. Amen? Yes. Yes. They expect us to be different. Mm -hmm. And when a church is not that different to the world, there's no impact and there's no influence. We are called to be different in every way. And yes, there's grace, and yes, there's forgiveness, and yes, there's repentance, and yes, there's seasons of healing, and all these things, yes. But we are called to be different. And yes, the journey of sanctification, and yes, things are a process, but we are called to be a light. And I think that's why God in this, this season is highlighting things within us. They are looking at us. How you walk with God. How you do life. How you parent your children. The choices you make. Your attitudes. Mm. 
If you turn to Isaiah 62 verse 10, the prophecy goes on to say to the people of God, go through, go through the gates, prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones and lift up an ensign for the people. This speaks of the return of the people of God from exile. Make a way, make a way for the people to come back. Open the gates, go through the gates. Go through the gates. Have you noticed that? It says it twice, go through, go through the gates. When you see um, things like that in scripture, repetition is all it is even sometimes just for emphasis. He really wants to draw your attention. Go through, go through, go through the gates. I spoke last time about internal walls. This time I'm going to focus on, on gates. The gate. A gate to, to a garden. A gate as you enter into your house, a gate to a field, gates. Gates are entrances into domains and different territories. And I think that's what we're in a season of. We, some of us in here are entering through gates. We're entering into different seasons, different territories. Some of us here have been positioned for influence. Some of us in here have got the gift of influence that God has placed on you. You're entering into new domains as you go through these gates. When you go through a gate, you are walking forward into everything he has for you. You're getting ready to cross over. I believe wherever you are in your walk with God today, God is about to take you into another level of intimacy. Into another level with him. You're crossing over. Go through those gates. Don't hold back. Don't look at your past with regret and shame because the gate is right here. And some of us are just looking back all the time at our past looking back at things all the time. It's no time to look back. We need to reposition ourselves. The gate is right here. He's encouraging you today. Walk through that gate. Get deeper with the Lord. Be obedient. Whatever God is calling you to do, whatever big or whatever small that is, be obedient and walk through that gate. I believe also as a church, it was mentioned, I can't remember when it was mentioned, maybe a couple of weeks ago, about our worship. That God wants to take us into a new level. Do you remember that word? Yeah. Yeah? Entering into a new level, going through that gate from one thing, one place to another place. Entering into another level of worship. How many of you know that God wants you to have influence? Influence in whatever area God has placed you in. Whether it's your job, 
whether it's our home, whether it's your business, whether it's in church, whether it's in your community, God wants you to have influence. So what is influence? Influence can be defined as the ability to affect someone or something, the power to cause changes without directly forcing them to happen. Now we hear about influence a lot in this day and age, don't we? Influence, influencers, we hear often about social media influencers, people who have the power and influence on social media platforms like YouTube and all the rest of it. They gain thousands of subscribers all the time, um, monthly, and make a career out of it. My daughter, she's 10, 10 years old, and she watches this YouTube channel, it's called the Doogie Brothers, and they're influencers, and they spend their days doing silly things, silly things that were slime and all the rest of it, and they gain as you watch the channel, you click on it, and the number of subscribers increase and increase. Influence. They have influence. Um, when, when I was younger, I studied media studies. And I learned the term about globalisation. Who's heard about the term globalisation? It's quite Richard in the back, a couple of you in the back. Globalisation. A prime example of globalisation is McDonald's, okay? McDonald's. McDonald's is everywhere, all over the world, yes? In the back of beyond, it's every, everywhere, isn't it, McDonald's? Influence. The company has generated influence, and that's what globalisation is influence of an organisation or a company, influence. How do we know that God wants to have influence? Influence in the right way for his glory. Well, if you turn to Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, it says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And in John chapter 9 verse 5 it says, Jesus says this, While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But hey guys, do you know what? It's over to us now. By the power of the Holy Spirit, through us, it's over to us now. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. You are the light of the world. And praise God we don't have to do this thing on our own. It's Jesus shining through us and in us. And it goes on to say as well, in the same way, let your light shine before, before others. So wherever you're placed, let your light shine that they may see your good deeds and in turn glorify your Father in heaven. So God wants us to have influence. Not only are we a light to this world, but he says also that he hasn't hidden us away. He hasn't tucked us in our homes just to stay between four walls. He's saying, like a light that is on a lampstand, like creature, it is positioned there for a purpose. These lights are positioned so they shine on me so you can see me. 
You see, they're positioned for a purpose. If that light was over there, it wasn't positioned correctly. It can't shine effectively. And maybe some of us here are out of position. And God's saying, hey, 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 you're out of position. I'm going I'm to reposition you because you need to shine. You need to shine this way. You're going that way. There's no influence that way. I'm repositioning you. You need to shine this way. Like a light that is on a lamp that is positioned there for a purpose, so it can give light to the whole world. So I have positioned you. Amen? So I have positioned you. It's not a mistake that you're where God wants you to be. It's not a mistake. God has brought many of you from faraway countries, yes, to Life Center. Man. And can I just say thank you. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your sacrifice. Because it costs. It costs to say yes to God. It costs to move nation to move home, to leave family behind, to sacrifice, it costs. And Holy Spirit, Jesus saying thank you. Thank you for your obedience. He has positioned you here in Life Centre. He has handpicked each one of you to be a part of this church. It is no mistake. Where God has positioned this church, Life Center, He has positioned us in the center of Livingston. He's so strategic, doesn't He, God? He's so, so clever. He's positioned us right here at the very center. Why has He positioned us here? So our light can shine to the whole of Livingston. So we can reach out to the communities. That we can share the gospel through various things. Alpha courses, kids club, youth club, miracle clinic. And the list goes on. And I'm sure in the next year there will be other things that he wants us to do. He is positioned to steer for this time to expel the darkness, to expel the work of the enemy, amen? amen? So we are called to have influence, to influence something. My question today is, what is God calling you to influence? Because he has given us power and he has given us all authority. Over the past couple of weeks, we have been going around the primary schools, and the secondary schools. And we have been praying. So many primary schools in my school, there so many. 60? 60 something. 60 something. So many. Because we believe as we go around these schools and as we stand by the gates and as we pray, 
And as we declare God's word, we believe that God's word is powerful. God's word, God's word is light. God's word influences darkness. And as we stand outside the schools and there are wind and the rain, we declare God's word. A handful of us. Because we believe in the power and the authority of God's word. We believe that there's a generation out there that is crying out to feel belonged. We believe there are boys and girls out there that are lost, that have major mental health issues, that have suicidal thoughts, that are confused with their sexuality. They are lost. But as we go around, we release God's word. We release the identity of God over those schools. We pray for salvation. We pray that young boys and young girls will be saved that they will come into the youth group, that they will come into this church. Because there's power. There's power in the word of God. We are called to influence the darkness. Amen. You see, God's word changes atmospheres. In Luke 10, verse 19, 19, it says, Behold, I have given you today authority. I've given you authority. Do you know what you carry in your hand? Do you know what's on the inside of you? I have given you authority. Rise up. Stop listening to those voices. So stop listening to those voices. I'm not good enough. I'm not a great Christian. Stop listening to those voices. They're lies. They're lies from the enemy. Focus your mind and your heart on God's word that says, I have given you authority. Know who you are in God. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. We have authority through God's word and through the Holy Spirit. So folks, it's time. It's time to press against those gates. It's time to go through into the next step, into the next level. It's time to cross over. Some of you have just been pressing against those gates. But every time you're pressing against the gates, they get weaker and weaker every time. Every time you lift your voice. Every time you believed in God. Every time you prayed. Every time you turned up. Those gates are slowly but surely getting ready to fling open. And some of you have been at those gates for a long time and you've not seen any change and your life has been the same. But God is saying, just keep on going. Keep on pressing against those, those gates. Change is coming. 
But I'm not seeing things change in my family. I'm not seeing things change in my neighbourhood. I'm not seeing things change in my internal world. But I hear God saying to you this morning, every time you show up, every time you show up to church, every time you praise me, every time you read your word, that gate is going to fling wide open. Keep on keeping on. That gate gets weaker and weaker until you're ready to step through it. You see, everything big starts small, doesn't it? That's why we can't ever despise the days of small beginnings. But the kingdom is coming right now and is coming through you and through me. If we turn to Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, it says, Uh, Revelation 11 verse 15. The kingdoms of this world have become kingdoms of his Lord and King, and he will reign forever and ever. What a fantastic promise to know that one day, at the end of time, that God is going to reign forever. And, he, and these kingdoms are going to become kingdoms of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if you notice that word there, the kingdom, the world is becoming. The process has already started because he's given you and me authority. So as we share the gospel, as we lay hands on the sick, as we can cast out demons, that is you and me demonstrating the kingdom. Amen? Amen. So the takeover has started already. And you don't need to worry about the devil. The devil's resources are very limited. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Yes. Don't worry about the enemy. Fix your eyes on him. Now is the time to plunder the enemy's camp. Now is the time. And even financially as well. God is going to plunder the finances of this world to finance the kingdom work. Amen? Yes. Amen? Yes. Because if we don't have money, and I know we don't speak about money a lot in church, we don't have money. If we skimp all the time, let's be realistic. We can't bless anyone, can we? Can't bless anyone. We need money. We need money. Money shouldn't become an idol, but we need money. And God wants to give us money as well. For what? For our own needs, no. But to finance the work of the kingdom. Because he's generous, he's a generous God. And he wants to, to bless us, he wants to fund us. As we give, as we give, he releases a blessing to us. We don't give to be blessed. We give out of a heart 
that wants to please God and please others. So I encourage you today again, sow into these, um, the lives of these yeah, ladies, Shah. Sow into it, you know, because the refugee and the immigrant is very much in the heart of God. Very much in the heart of God. If you can put Isaiah 62 verse 10 up again. So I just want to draw you to a couple of things in this verse. So it says, go through, go through the gates. So he's drawing our attention here. He's emphasizing this point. He's saying, now is the time. Now is the time to go into your next season. Now is the time to act upon that thing that God's told you to act upon. Now is the time to listen to his voice. So if you've heard something from God once, and he keeps on saying it to you time and time again, and you keep on hearing it, do you know what? It's time for us, it's time for you to act. It's time for you to act. Don't delay it anymore. He's saying, go through, come on, go through those gates. Don't delay. Go after it. Now's the time to go after it. Stop procrastinating and stop looking at the rear mirror. It's time to face forward. Lay hold of that thing. Go through the gates. And the second thing I want to draw your attention to is this bit here. It says, prepare the way for the people. Prepare the way for the people. There are people relying on you and me. As you pave the way and as I pave the way into everything God has for us, we are paving it for others to follow. We are paving it for our children to follow. When we live godly lives and godly lifestyles, you're setting an example. You're setting an example for your kids and your kids' kids. You see, your walk with God is a generational thing. It's not just you and God. Your choices impact. They impact your kids and your kids' kids. Three, build up, cast up, cast up the highway. Build up, build up the highway. It's time to build. It's time to build. In Life Centre, I believe we are laying foundations down right here, right now. We are building. Amen? Yeah. It's time to build. You see, we have to have a builder's mentality not a consumer mentality. Where has God called you to be? If God has called you to be in life center, it doesn't matter if there's 12 here on a Sunday morning or there's 50 here on a Sunday morning. If God has called you here to life center, you remain obedient because there's usually a reason why you're here. It's time to build. You see, a home builder, a home builder, when he looks at that empty plot and there's not a lot on that plot, he is not discouraged by how empty that plot is because that home builder has vision. 
A home builder is inspired by his vision. He's not looking at the plot. A home developer is not discouraged by an empty field. He releases his imagination and his vision. If you're called to, here to Life Centre, it doesn't matter if there's a handful of kids in the, in the kids' club, if there's a handful of youth in the youth club, if there's not many people in your age group in this church, it doesn't matter. Because we are not called to be consumers, but we are called to build. We are called to build. We need to start somewhere. And I'll tell you one thing, that kids club and that youth, youth group, it won't remain small. Amen? Amen. Because God is going to bring an increase and he is bringing that increase. But we need to start having a builder mentality, not a consumer mentality. If God has called you here, that's the mentality I need to have and we all need to have. Never despise the days of small beginnings. Never despise. Because this church is not always going to be this size. Amen? Amen? It's not always going to be this size. Prophetic word after prophetic word says increase is coming. Yes. Increase is coming. Yes. We either believe it or we don't believe it. Through good days and bad days, low numbers and high numbers, increase is coming. A home developer is not intimidated by an empty field. Life centre, building, laying foundations, people are the bricks. You and me are the bricks of this place. I'll just remind you of a prophetic word that was released in 2018 by Glasgow Prophetic Centre with regards to um, this place. It's always good to be reminded of the vision. A centre of life. Life centre will be a centre of life hosting the presence of God. Amen? Amen. A resource centre raising the apostolic and prophetic with sign wonders and miracles taking place. Amen? Amen? Are we starting to see this already? Yes. yes. Teaching and equipping. Teachers being raised and sent out. Spiritual community projects, inter-community streets and households, extended worship and prayer. This is the vision of the house. Amen. A couple of years ago, Jeannie released the prophetess to the church. She re received another word. She said, do not look at the small things and deem them as insignificant. I am raising each and every one of you to be a part of it. You are part of the big picture. Do not see yourself as insignificant. You are building a highway. It's not a road, it's not a street, but it's a highway. That's what we are building. And one more thing I want to draw your attention to, actually two more things. Gather at the stones. Gather out the stones. Sometimes there are things in our way. There are stones in our way. This is when things get hard. 
Yeah, and we've all been there. You're not seeing breakthrough, you're not seeing things, you know, um, flourishing. Things are hard. We have to overcome things. The kingdom work, sometimes it's really hard. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It's hard going sometimes. It takes hard work, it takes perseverance, it takes faithfulness, it takes a rolling up your sleeves, especially when things become hard. Stones are heavy sometimes to move out of the way, yes? It's like sometimes being a parent. Boy, it's hard sometimes, especially when you try to do it on your own. It's hard. There's stones in the way, there's difficulties in the way. But keep on going, keep on persevering. A struggle is not a disadvantage, it's an advantage because, because God is developing character. <laughs> ah. mm. God is developing character. Jesus had to go through a lot of persecution. So don't quit when things get, get tough. And fifthly, it says, lift up a banner for the people. When you think of a battle, when you think of the battle and a flag being raised, it's a sign, isn't it, of the territory that's been taken. Take the flag and wave it. Bring your flag with you and go through the gates. Wave that flag as a sign of victory. James, could I invite you here just as we draw um, to an end?